What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Monday Madness here on the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and today we have an epic episode for you. As always, if you're new to the podcast, please take a moment, hit subscribe, drop a review, a comment, and everything of the sort. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you did not catch Dustin's episode on Friday, make sure and check it out. Uh, Today, I'm going to be diving into my experience with purchasing the Xbox Series X. I did get one, and no, it was not pre-order. I've got some Xbox news and a couple of other things, and then we're going to be talking about Apple as a whole and their ecosystem, more or less, between devices. So let's dive into the episode. dramatic pause as I got a drink of coffee. So yes, I did get an Xbox Series X and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, about the little bit of adventure that I had to go on. So as you guys are probably fully aware, we did not get the pre-orders in uh, neither Dustin or I or really anyone that I know and I believe no one Dustin knows as well were able to take advantage of the Xbox pre-orders from anyone. So Dustin told his story on the big day, and I'll tell you mine. My uh, plan was similar to Dustin's. We are hundreds of miles apart, and uh, Dustin, as as he said, was uh, up there at midnight or earlier and then waited it out. Unfortunately, I had to work the night before and the day of, so I was unable or maybe unwilling to uh, go on that type of adventure at that time. Plus, I had my kids and it just wasn't going to work. So my plan was this. Tuesday morning, wake up 4 a.m. Leave my house by 4.30 a.m. In fact, I even went and got gas the day before. Not that I was going to run out, but just to ensure that I had the ability to go to Uh, Fred Myers, which is the uh, same store Dustin went to, but different location. And I had made some phone calls. My wife had made some phone calls. And as I mentioned in the previous uh, episode, and Dustin mentioned this as well, uh, with making those phone calls, I got all kinds of different news. Fred Myers is going to have six and six, eight and eight and six, 12 and six. Um, I went to GameStop. And uh, they said they were going to post the amount that they were going to have for both Xbox Series X and S on the door the evening of Monday uh, in order for people to see. And and then obviously you can stand in line if you elect to do so. However, GameStop doesn't open until 10 a.m. Fred Myers opens at 6 a.m. And then you had, uh, let's see, Walmart opening at uh, 7 a.m. Was it? No, 6 a.m. for seniors. And let's see where else. Best Buy was pre-order. Target was um, pre-order. And I say pre-order. I mean pre-purchase, not pre-order. So you were supposed to pre-purchase these online. So my plan, and then I'll go back to the 4.30 a.m., was to try to get an Xbox Series X at Fred Myers. If that failed, try Walmart. If that failed then I was going to be left to hoping that Target 
uh, was going to allow for pre-purchase. And let me rewind a little bit because actually my first effort in trying to get one was I was up until midnight, past midnight, because I called Target and I was there in person and asked them, hey, what are you guys doing for the pre-sale of the Xbox or pre-purchase? And they, the guy there said, oh, at midnight. I go online and there's several uh, comments in the Target uh, store or on the Target store that essentially said midnight is when they're going to open it up. So I stayed up until actually close to one o'clock trying to pre-order this. It did not come available. So I don't think that they actually did that. Um so then I went to bed. That was the other reason why I didn't stay up all night because I was already up. Um, so I went to bed at one. Let me go back to the the story. Like I said, got up at four, leave the house by 4.30, arrived at the Fred Myers location in which I was trying to purchase an Xbox by five. That was the plan and it, uh, it worked well. Made some coffee at the house, uh, got a beanie, got a bunch of coats on, got gloves on. Why you ask? Well, because I had a bunch of uh, text from Dustin with photos showing how nice it was to be waiting outside. So I show up at Fred Myers. There is seven people in line. <clears throat> Park, get out and wait. As I'm waiting, several other individuals uh, show up. In fact, by like 530, I think there was like 20 of us started talking with these folks. And again, there was this misinformation relayed to myself and everyone. And I'll, I'll explain more as I tell the story. But um, again, I heard variations on how many systems, both X and S, that uh, Fred Myers was going to get. There was several different people giving variations of Walmart's going to open at six. They're going to let you, they're supposedly getting 25 X's and you know, 20 S's and this and this and this. And I'd been on the Walmart website and there was a countdown and I said that to him, no, my, all my buddies over there and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, man, well maybe, you know, better than I. Um, and then there was a group of people. In fact, I was standing, the number seven in front of me was a gentleman that, uh, uh, ran to GameStop because when I showed up there, I had mentioned to him and he came back. But before he came back, another gentleman stood behind me and his kids had been waiting at GameStop all night, which is still interesting to me because they're the last guys to open. And I mean, four hours difference. And his kids were sitting there because they wanted an X and an S. So um, I waited and then I talked to a bunch of other people about what they wanted and so forth and so on. Roughly at about 550 the Fred Myers clerks kind of come out and they have the slips and they say, okay, here's the deal. Same situation that I, Dustin described. At this point, um, I was anxious and semi-irritated because I kept hearing six and six and eight and four and all these different numbers. And I'm, I'm a little worried because it's like, man, I hope I didn't just waste ultimately like 90 minutes for nothing. So, and I was tired, of course, because I was up until almost one o'clock, woke up, what, three hours later and ran here. So the clerk comes out and says, thank you guys for waiting. Um, I know some of you have been here for a long time, but we only have six Xbox Series X's and six Xbox Series S's. Which was mind-blowing because Dustin had relayed the information that he uh, 
him and his team at the other location, which is funny because it's a smaller, not as busy location. Um, even populace wise is smaller, quite a bit smaller. And they got almost double what this location got. And so they say six and six, I'm number eight in line. And I'm like, shit, here we go. And of course, one, two, three, four, five, six X's in a row. I'm out of the equation. Uh, the guy in front of me, I don't know what he, he was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. They get to me and they say, you want an S? I say, no, I go run and jump in my truck, me. And then at this point, there was probably 40 people in line, um, 30 to 40 people. And uh, that that includes there's cars full of people just sitting around waiting. And everybody just kind of dissipated in, in each direction. Obviously, those that got the systems that they wanted went into the store. Those that didn't were on a uh, mad dash for either Walmart or GameStop or what have you. I elected to go to Walmart because it was like, maybe maybe this online thing is wrong. I show up there and there's a guy that was, uh, you know, like I think he was like seven, eight people behind me in the uh, Fred Myers line. And we kind of merge at the parking lot as we're heading toward the entrance because it was still like 5.58 or some something. And uh, he's like, oh, I called them. They said they're going to let us in early and, and they've got like 20. And I'm like, well, then where is everybody? Because we were the only two people that were standing outside and the parking lot was pretty empty. And he's like, I don't know. But, you know, I called them and that's what they said and blah, blah, blah talking the day previous, of course. Well, as we both emerge into the entrance that is still closed because we have a minute, there is a clear sign on the door that says the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S will be pre-purchase online only at 8 a.m., which matched the thing I was talking about with the timer and the ticker and everything that was uh, on the Walmart website. So at this point, it was, I don't know, like 610. I got stopped by a guy, a, a guy in a truck actually pulled right up to me. He's like, hey, man, what's what's going on? Uh, they doing the Xboxes. I, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. And I told him what had happened. And I told him about Fred Myers. He's like, dang, man. And then when a, when a you know, about his business. And then I raced home. I had some work stuff to do. So I jumped into work quite early and uh, got a handful of things done. And uh, about 7.30, I built a little uh, online profile for Walmart. And I still didn't know anything about Target, but I had my iPad, my phone, the phone doing the countdown, set a timer, had my iPad hooked up, shut off the bulk of the devices in the house to the internet because I have the, the best internet that GCI has to offer, um, at least for public sources, in hope and anticipation that I may get lucky enough to purchase an Xbox from walmart.com. The time gets closer. <clears throat> I have my wife on the Target app. And uh, she's doing kind of the same thing because I'm like, hey, we don't, we never saw Target have have any of these systems. 
online anyways. We were up at midnight until one o'clock trying to do it. Nothing showed up at all. And if you haven't been a part of these pre-purchases or pre-orders, more than likely, if you're if you're fairly quick, you're going to be able to see um, at least it coming to stock. You may not get it. You may get it into your card or, or not or what have you, but you'll at least... Um, gonna sit up here I'm kind of hunching over um, you'll at least get the opportunity to see that uh, it did hit stock so with all this anticipation I set the timer on my phone so an alarm will go off and then I um, I'm auto updating 759 hits and I hit refresh in stock click through it kicks me out and I'm like oh shit here we go Click back through, says out of stock. Try it again, out of stock, out of stock. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness, this is, this shit is happening again. Well, my alarm goes off. And this is to the, to the clock that was on the uh, Walmart website. And I refresh again. And fortunately enough, it says in stock, bam, get it in my cart. Okay, now we're, now we're off to the races. Bam, purchase. Idols 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 and i'm like oh my goodness come on come on and finally yes i got the xbox in the cart and purchased now that that exaggerated amount of time between the cart and the actual purchase was probably 90 seconds at most and it, it was it was quite irritating because it's sitting there just spinning and i'm like oh jesus here we go i'm not going to get this because of some bullshit thing because at that point that's a server that's a uh, a walmart issue and i get it and then it auto loaded back it said four in stock bam out so within from probably 8 a.m to probably 802 803 they and i don't know how many systems they had um it went from full on you know full bore so they had to have i believe it's 10 is the marker where it does the countdown we only have nine in stock eight in stock six in stock so between 8 a.m and uh 802 803 they had burned through all their all their systems completely sold out bam done um, I did never see anything on Target. My wife never saw anything. So we don't know exactly what time Target had uh, released theirs. Um, maybe they didn't get any. Maybe they did. I don't know. I still don't know. In fact, I was at Target the other day to pick up a game and, and ask someone, and they just didn't. They were not helpful at all. <clears throat> so I get the Xbox Series X in the cart, and then these guys are the slowest people ever ever 8 a.m get the purchase it wasn't ready until past noon so i took took some time off for lunch ran there and got it now a funny little thing about this was at walmart and i'm not super familiar i'm not the best guy to talk about walmart um, because i i don't frequent there often um, enough to probably assess it appropriately but they have and I didn't know this. I walk in and I see a clerk. I say, hey, where do I pick up uh, pre-purchases, you know, online orders? And they say, oh, customer service. So I walk over to customer service and there's like six people standing in freaking line returning shit. And I'm waiting patiently, waiting. I'm like, Jesus, come on. And then I get through the line and then finally he's like, oh, you have to go to the big orange metal box thing in the front of the store. 
in which if you haven't seen this, this was my first time seeing it. There's this big, literally a like a 15-foot-tall metal box-looking thing with a kiosk in front of it, which was broken. Um, but fortunately, there was a gentleman standing there, and then I saw a clerk walk up with an Xbox, said, okay, I figured it out, talked to the lady. She says, and I feel bad for this lady. She says, uh, and this is over by the deli section. So the deli section at the Walmart I was at is on one side of the store, and I sit there, show her my receipt, and she scans. It says, oh, okay, no problem. It's going to be a minute, though, because I have to go all the way to Garden. Garden is literally on the complete opposite side of the store, and she has to go there because they secured an area off for these items, and I'm assuming the PlayStation 5 or what have you, and probably 10 minutes goes by, and this poor lady walks all the way over there, grabs it, walks all the way back, and good grief. And then off to the races, I went, obviously, get it home, and uh, talked to Dustin on the way. We we uh, discussed our trials and tribulations of purchasing an Xbox in person, <laughs> which which was quite funny. But, you know, I get the Xbox home, and I'm stoked. I mean, obviously, I got it. You know, part of the conversation that Dustin and I had, which was kind of funny, was like, this shit would have been lame if I didn't get an Xbox because who knows, and Dustin touched on this in, in his episode, who knows the availability of this stuff? Yes, right now, if you're not aware, there is several um, hints that, all of these big box stores are supposed to be getting shipments for Black Friday. Best Buy, Target, GameStop, um, I believe Fred Myers, and the like. However, that doesn't mean jack shit until they start confirming that, yes, we are, or we're going to do another pre. Until they start putting it out, I don't trust anything. So um, the, the, the anticipation of actually getting it was dissolved, obviously, because I did get it, and not getting it would have been an epic fail on my part simply because that would have excluded me from any in-depth conversation uh, proceeding that point until the point of me actually getting an Xbox Series X. And so I'm stoked to have it. In fact, uh, you know, with getting it, getting it home, I was pleasantly surprised on the exterior packaging, how well Microsoft did. They've really kind of upped their game. Now, I did watch Dustin's video. You guys can see in this video that there's a clear difference if you're watching the video on Facebook um, of the packing materials between the two, the S and the X, and what to expect. I mean, pretty much the same products per se as far as what comes with it the Xbox Series X with its fancy um, exterior and interior. Very simplistic design. These guys really went after it and wanted it as easy and simple as possible. This is, in my opinion, this is a thick boy. The uh, Xbox Series X is a pretty thick system. Um, I, You would have to have a elevated TV or a very wide entertainment stand or one with uh, some compartments or open cabinets below, shelves below, in order to fit this thing. But it comes simply with a controller, the HDMI cable, and a power cord. Very nice. It also comes with uh, some paperwork, which I did not read. Um, and then I hooked it up here in the office. So if you're watching this episode, I think uh, if you're watching a clip, if I do this right, um, I have it hooked up 
in the office down here as it's becoming kind of my studio and in my little my little safe haven away from the family. Um, but overall, I uh, picked up, I think the only game I got and I got it a couple of days before the Xbox was the, I keep hunkering over here, was the uh, Madden 21, which, which is pretty good. I played it. Looks pretty good. I played some uh, Apex Legends on it so far. Love it. Super clean. I do have the Samsung Q60T 2020, so it looks pretty good. Um, with it with the TV and resolution, I did, and I have yet to play it. Um, download and purchase the Call of Duty. Uh, the the newest Call of Duty game, which I'm stoked to play. It actually just got done downloading. And it, it's a big boy, too. You know, Dustin talked about the PlayStation 5 version. The game itself, and there's four packs. I didn't see how big the packs were that were in addition to this. The game itself was 130 gigs in my internet at times as I came down and looked at it. But there was a lot of shit that happened when I was downloading this. Um, uh, <laughs> my uh, power went out midway through, so that didn't help downloading it. But there was times where I was hitting 170, 190 megs per second. So it went fairly quick, but it was 130 gigs. Again, not to include the additional service packs that it said. And I don't know what the sizes of those were because I wasn't down here. I've yet to play it. I'm hopefully going to be playing it after I'm done doing this podcast. So I'll have a, a better idea of uh, what these graphics are all about because Madden looked good. Apex looked good, but they're not, in my opinion, they're not really the Xbox Series X or S uh, version. So that leads me to another point um, with this. And Dustin did talk about, so I won't go into some of the, the memes and some of the goofy stuff that people were doing with their Xboxes, trying to hover the ping pong ball, which I thought was funny. The nut, the numb nuts that were fucking blowing vape smoke in there and trying to start shit or, or trying to get views or something. I don't know. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, um, for now, if you are an Xbox series X or S owner, make sure that you're paying attention if you're buying the actual games, because the actual games will say on their Xbox One Enhanced 4, and then they have Xbox Series X games, and you can easily identify the X games um, by the digital image up in the corner where it says X. And there, uh, I'm if I understand it correctly, there is a difference between the two um, the one being an enhanced version versus the native version down for the other. Sounds confusing. That's what I've gathered so far. I still do buy, I, I bought Call of Duty Digital, but traditionally I do buy um, game, uh, the disc games, which actually posed a kind of an interesting question for you guys in to share my thoughts on it because Dustin and I spoke about this briefly because he was asking me what games are you getting and we went back and forth a little bit but I told him hey you know uh, Target's got the sale buy two get one free and then with Black Friday coming Best Buy is going to have all these sales granted there's not a lot of games out we're going to get to that in a moment um, but uh, the question I had and it really kind of came came to fruition for me when, because Dustin and I had been talking about this for a while, but I downloaded, we 
just talked about it. I get the Xbox. I unbox it. I plug it in. The only game that I've got that's new is Madden 21. So I put the disc in and I'm watching. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Um, I know that a lot of people are digital versus the whole analog or used disc. But hear me out here for a second. With the disc, uh, I don't know what the transfer rate is. It's not it's not the best, to tell you the truth, because it's a disc versus like, and I don't know why they didn't ever convert to like putting games into thumb drives or or like something like a thumb drive because then you can ramp up the transfer rate or what have you. But anyways, the thought came to mind because Madden, I can't remember how big it was. I think it was like 100 gigs or something, 150 gigs or 120 gigs or 90 gigs or whatever it was. But I was watching it. And then it did have an update, like like all games have. The update was 10 gigs versus the whatever 90 or 100 gigs the game was. And I'm like, well, wait a second. If you buy the physical copy, it is downloading the game from the disc as opposed to using the internet. Thus, you're not like throttling the hell out of your internet in one direction or the other, or you're not shutting off devices. So I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I mean, the... the I understand the physical game purchase. You actually have to go do it. I understand that. I understand that the, then you own this physical disc, but uh, the ability to just download it from a disc as opposed to downloading, especially with the limited um, hard drive spaces and then your whatever your internet plan is. I have unlimited internet, but a lot of people don't have unlimited internet. And if you do, what is your speed of your internet? And does it take 10 hours to download it to where if you had a disc, maybe it only takes two hours. So what do you guys think of that digital versus the disc world? Because the bulk of the game comes on the disc, aside from updates and any enhancements that they offer afterward. So what do you guys think? I, I am still after watching it actually happen. And I can guarantee you that Call of Duty would have downloaded a heck of a lot faster had I uh, had the disc as opposed to just downloading it. So what do you guys think of that disc? No disc. That's really your only options. You don't have a third option there or just no games. Um, I just thought that would be an interesting question or conversation to kind of bring to the table now as we all know there there is limited games i feel like at this time i talked about it dustin's talked about it um that truly utilize the power of the x and the s to that uh to it to what its capacity is i mean you've got assassin's creed valhalla which i went to purchase they didn't have it you've got the new call of duty and this is the the great thing about this too mind you, is this is just at the beginning of the systems. That's that's what I always love about new systems like this is like if I unbox this like I did and I play Call of Duty here in an hour and it looks fucking great. The coolest part about that in a year, those games are going to look fucking amazing. So I'm super stoked about that aspect of it. That's my, my metering on how good games get after a new console comes out because every console we've had ever, um, with the exception of 8-bit, 16-bit, um, with their limitations, these newer consoles, the 360, the PlayStation 4, the, uh, you know, uh, the one and the uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, all this shit, they got significantly the games themselves, the developers, everything got better with time. So I'm excited to see um, what else comes out. Obviously, Cyberpunk 2077, 
probably the number one game on my list at the moment for the next gen console at this time call of duty i do want to check that out and have fun with that forza motorsports is another game that i'm patiently awaiting to see because it looks incredible surprising that turn 10 which is a microsoft company now didn't try to release that as they've done in the past um, but that's not available. The new Halo game is not available. Also stoked for that. But there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of actual Xbox S and X games out at this moment. Now, there is several that are enhanceable versions. You know, you've got Watch Dogs, which is an enhanceable version. But I don't know that it actually utilizes the native uh, properties of what the Xbox can actually do. Now, talking about games, one thing I did want to do, I'm going to pull up some, let me pull up some information here, is Game Pass. Dustin talked about it. There's a new thing where you can get Disney Plus for 30 days free if you have Game Pass. A thing that I talked about a short while ago was that the EA, or EA has signed a deal with uh, Xbox and Game Pass and jumped on the bandwagon as well. So the games are growing. Um, if you're not familiar, you should at least test drive Game Pass. I believe it's uh, you can get like a free trial or damn near every Microsoft Studio game that you purchase comes with one if you buy the physical copy. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised because I haven't been on the Xbox in a while as I was looking at, okay, well, what does EA play? What did they bring to the table as far as the Game Pass world goes? Well, they brought a bunch of of uh, sports games for sure, um, which is cool. I I I was excited to see it. Like, oh shit, they put this this and this on there, which was like Madden twenty. I've got twenty one. Had I known that, I probably wouldn't have bought twenty one. They got FIFA twenty. If you like soccer or football, um, they've got UFC three. I was hoping UFC four was on there because that was a game I wanted to play. Um, they've also got cool games like The Sims four, Need for Speed Heat, Battlefield the uh, not the most current um they've got anthem battlefield one battlefield four battlefield five um which is obviously an ea property all of the maddens well not all of most of the maddens i should say nba live 18 nba live 19 nhl 18 nhl 19 which i will be a player nhl 20 i'm gonna download nhl 20 I love NHL games. They are a blast. I suck at them, but they're fun. They also have, which is supposed to be a pretty good game, and that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Again, these are all available on your Game Pass through the EA Play. Now, one game that I was looking at that is new on there, I'm trying to figure out how to look at this uh, Look at this list under, like, normal, normal, uh, oh, well, uh, the new Gears of War Tactics is on Game Pass, which I will be downloading and checking out. That is supposed to be uh, the E, uh, not EA, I was going to say EA again, X&S exclusive. Um, so it's built for them. And then you've got a ton of other games, one being Forza Horizon 4, which is enhanced uh, for the X and S too. So if you're into car racing, like fun car racing, as opposed to track style or professional motorsport style, um, Forza Horizon 4 is worthwhile and looks incredible. I did download that and uh, play that on the X and what an amazing looking game. Good grief. 
um, not only good looking, but one of the things that uh, I did notice, like with Apex and with uh, Forza, was the distance, the draw distance that was already clear. So you didn't see it. If you're familiar with the other consoles in big games, often you'll see if you're running or moving at a fast pace, the stuff in the distance starts to kind of appear, whether it's you see the landscape and it looks pretty good from a distance, but as you get closer, then all of a sudden trees start appearing or pillars start appearing. Um, I didn't see so much of that uh, at all, so I was very impressed. But again, that game's available. Forza Horizon 4 is available on there. There's a bunch of games. Um that are available through here. In fact, I got to check out the Outer Worlds was one I wanted to play and a lot of others. Check it out, Game Pass. I don't want to just keep going down um, down this list. And the other cool thing, if you don't know, is Game Pass, you can do this stuff from your phone or from your iPad or what have you, your laptop, and you can get it all kind of set up and then download stuff to your console if it's on um, remotely, which is cool. And they also offer, if you have a PC, you can take advantage of Game Pass too, where they have a slew of games as well. So that's kind of a, a cool double deal. Hopefully they get something going with Mac in the near future if you're a Mac guy or gal. All right. Let me, I'm um, looking at my list of stuff to talk about here. Uh, let's see. One of the shows I've been watching the shit out of lately is The Big Bang Theory, which is available on HBO Max. What an incredible show. You know, I, I've seen episodes of it through the years. I never really got into it. In fact, after watching the first season, I, I had to take a breather and then jump back into it. And uh, as I did that, I was like, you know what? If you like uh, comics and you like video games and, and you kind of are faced with that like middle of the road, a comedy slash, uh, you know, almost like a friend show, I guess, like the show, actual friends, um, that's quasi family friendly, but your wife may like it kind of deal. I think it's a great show. My wife got into it. She enjoys it. I enjoy it. It's like a middle of the road. It isn't traditionally the shows I like to watch are, or like cooking shows or like car building shows or adventure shows or comedy her not so much and so that that was a good middle middle of the road kind of show very enjoyable the other cool thing is there's 12 freaking seasons and each season is epically long i started watching i was like holy shit they have 22 episodes in this one season um anyways i find it to be enjoyable that is what i'm watching at the moment anticipating some of these videos to release like tenant i'd love to see the movie once it decides to come out wonder woman who, who knows? And there's, the list is starting to build. Uh, Red Notice, which is a Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie, is wrapping up here relatively soon, which will be out in 2021 via Netflix. And I know the boys at Netflix are working on all kinds of things. As mentioned, they've got Assassin's Creed, at least the IP for that, which I'm stoked to see what direction they go in with that. And The Witcher Season 2 trailer i believe is out now so if you didn't check witcher season one on netflix take the time check that out another incredible show so let's get into the main guts the the main the main story of today 
Actually, it's not really. It's just something I wanted to talk about um, because I have uh, been very open-minded recently and have done a lot of research and have worked on uh, some variations of things because of the office move, because of the stuff I'm doing in the garage. And I'll tell you my brief story, and then we're going to talk about some specific things. And we're going to be diving into the Apple ecosystem. So traditionally, I've been a PC guy predominantly my, my actually my whole life, more or less. And the Apple iPhone came out in 2008. At the time when the Apple iPhone came out, I had a BlackBerry. And then from the BlackBerry, I went over to the um, Galaxy Note. And then I had several Galaxy Notes. And at this time, the iPod was still a very relevant player in the music world. Everybody had one. I had one. Everybody I knew had one, right? So you wanted to listen to music. Music was huge at the time. Um, digital music anyways. And so the iPhone started to obviously pick up some, some, some substantial steam and it took years for me to transfer over to the iPhone because I was like, this is stupid. It's a, it's a Mac phone or it's like an, a, a, a iPad or a, not an iPad, um, a, uh, iPod phone. This is dumb. And as time went on and as I was having issues with Galaxy Notes and I had a shitload of phones in between the notes, I mean, you know, pretty much anything you could think of. I had the brand new Microsoft phone. I had uh, several variations of Galaxy phones and, and, and what have you. Anyways, I move over to the iPhone and I've gone from iPhone to Note and back and forth for a couple of years, but I've also had iPads for a long time. So iPad debuted in 2010. And at first it was like, who the hell is going to like do anything with this thing? And anyways, it launched off pretty hard because you had like a mobile television essentially with you and it had a couple of games and, and what, what have you. Obviously the entertainment systems hadn't matured to what they are today. They were still in uh, kind of their, their, fetal growth stage to where you really had to put money out there on all these applications to be able to play DVDs and to play, be able to play movies and, and what have you. Um, but it, it's vastly matured since then. So has the iPhone. Now, to make a, a long ass story really short, I and I've mentioned it on the podcast for several years for video editing and all around basic use. I have predominantly used PCs. I've got some really nice PCs. I've had some shitbox PCs, but you know, like right now, um, I have a juiced up Alienware laptop. I've got my custom built PC, and then I have my MacBook Pro, and then I recently got a uh, iPad Pro, and then I have my uh, wherever my iPhone is, my iPhone 11 Pro. And we got, my wife and I did this thing for, for Christmas for each other to just get each other iPads. And I've really started using it because I said, look, I don't want one unless I'm really going to use the shit out of it. Because I've got an iPad mini that I was using for dr my drone monitor and for travel. And I like the size and it did what it was supposed to do. But 
I do like the idea of the pro for video editing, uh, photo editing, and just pretty much everything. And, you know, I, I know this is more or less me telling a story as opposed to breaking down the specifications for each, but these are the applications in which that I use these products for. And since getting the iPad Pro, I have used the living crap out of it. Since getting my, I've had my MacBook Pro for over, a, I think over a year now, probably a year and a half, I've used it quite a bit. And since getting those together, and I've also, I've, I'm also an iWatch guy. Um, in fact, I recently up, updated my iWatch because I had like the first or second gen iWatch. And I don't always, just to be clear, I don't always buy the newest, greatest um, stuff because I'll, I'll, if it's good, I'll hold on to it for a longest time and use the shit out of it. So let me bring you up to, to kind of the point I'm trying to make here, right? So iMac would be your stationary Mac computer. And then there's different variations of that. I've never owned one. This is the first Mac, actually Mac OS. The MacBook is the only Mac computer, air quote, that I've ever owned. Of course, you got the Apple Watch, like I mentioned. I've been an Apple Watch guy since since they debuted, debuted in 2015 because I was an, a Galaxy Gear watch guy, which came out 2014. The Apple TV has been out since 2010, which I also have... Um, and love because I've bought and used ones and they're just great. They're simple. And so as I've bought these products and maybe, maybe you're on the fans, maybe you don't like, like this or that's stupid. And believe me when I say this, initially my thought was this is dumb, but as I've collected these products and started to use them more and more and more, and especially most recently, the ability in the ecosystem that Apple has created is bar none the best ecosystem, if it matters to you, out there, period. And what I mean by that is the integration from device to device and the ability to work together, the ability to use each of their products as a standalones and then, you know, as an independent device that provides whatever it is that you needed out of it. And then to be able to work together, here are some examples that I have found to be in just incredible. I recently started using my iPad. Uh, so uh, for several college courses I've taken for building out ideas for the uh, wrenched out experiment and the rest out garage, my YouTube stuff for the culture jacked podcast. I will uh, in the mornings before my kids get up, I will take my MacBook out. I will take my uh, iPad Pro out, set them next to each other, and then I will, uh, I'm going to mess the name up now. It just skipped, it just evaded, it, it ran, it, it ran away from me as I was going to say it. But essentially, it is super simple to just click a button and then the iPad Pro becomes my second screen for my MacBook Pro, which sounds sounds simplistic, but it is amazing. And yes, you control it completely from your MacBook. And I believe any MacBook can do this with pretty much any iPad. I'm not saying that this is the only configuration that it works with, but I started using it and I absolutely fell in love. There's other things where your Apple Watch will unlock your devices for you if you set it up that way. So you don't have to do any face recognition or put in key, put in any of the keyboard stuff or, or anything. Um, most of the products are converted over to USB type C. 
uh, for, for the, just kind of that seamless integration. And then you have the remote access. You have one of the coolest things that I've been using a ton. And I talked about this in the last episode is the Apple notes application. I have, this is just like unlocked, uh, the ability to organize the podcast for me. And I'm, and I, and I'm telling you the truth here, like flat out, because I do so much, uh, not only in, in the, I guess, entertainment segment of what I do with the podcast or with my, uh, the rinsed out garage or the rinsed out experiment, my YouTube channels, but also when I'm doing stuff at home and I need to remember something, I put it in there. And the great thing about this is you put in notes on your phone. If you have the cloud space, it will cloud over to your iPad and your Mac seamlessly. You don't have to do anything. It's there. You can add photos. You can draw stuff on there. You can, it's just an amazing feature. And the reason I, I bring this up and the reason I bring up PC is because I've been considering uh, dumping the good old PC and going to an iMac. And uh, there's several reasons why a, the ecosystem in ease of life is like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just find it to be incredible. Um, and it just is, it makes doing stuff 10 times easier. It just does. You can transfer stuff. If you're looking at a YouTube video or an article on your phone, it'll ask you, uh, on your, on your, uh, MacBook, Hey, do you want to look at the same stuff? Do you want to project this over there or there and hooking stuff up? And I, I don't know. I find that at this point in my life, in my career, um, in, in what I'm doing, that that is worth its while it's worth the extra dollar that you have to spend plus the longevity on these products i have yet to have any kind of complete failure of system for any of these products have i broken yeah i've broken a shitload of ipads uh or excuse me iphones i've broken a lot of things i've had issues with them sure but they always come back and it's always just very clean very simple now an interesting thing if you are an Apple guy or girl or considering it, some cool new technology was just released. Um, Apple had a huge Apple event on November 10th, the same day as the Xbox X and S were released. I'm sure that they chose that intentionally, but Apple announced that they are going to be moving away from the Intel chipset, which essentially, if you don't know, Intel is the prime or was, I should say, the primary provider for the CPU and some of the supplemental parts in your Mac devices. And they have started what's called Apple Silicone or Silica. And they will be and are in the midst of revising iPads. Actually, excuse me, not iPads, because iPads are already on the M1 chip, I believe. Uh, but they will be revising those. They'll also be bringing in the new MacBook Air and the MacBook Pros with the new M1 Apple silicone chip. Now, what does this mean to you, right? So the M1 chip is supposed to be faster by quite a bit. It's also supposed to be a lot more energy efficient. They were giving numbers on a MacBook Air laptop of upward of 18 hours, and they didn't put speed rates because you can get the MacBook Air currently with different Intel chipsets which would have drawn out, but they did show performance and I'm not going to regurgitate that for you here. You can see it all at apple.com or Apple M1 silicone on YouTube, but 
it was like, holy cow. Now these guys are really, really starting to push push the market. And they also have a lot of other really cool integrations that go in with that that are going to enhance the ability of their uh, developer partners and many others. And the question comes to, and you can see this was, uh, this has been a huge question. I've watched several videos because like I said, I am looking at IMAX. I'm not saying I'm buying one. I'm looking at IMAX because I had some serious issues with my my PC and it was a software, several software issues and I still need to get them resolved. Um, and I need to upgrade my, my GPU or I'd like to upgrade my GPU as mentioned previously with the RTX and it's, you know, that's a $600 investment. Plus there's some other things I really should do if I'm gonna go that route, such as a newer motherboard, upgrade the RAM, because right now I'm running 64 gigs of DDR4 RAM, but it's at 23, 33 megahertz and a bunch of other crap. Um, but the question comes to this is, is your Mac, and if this matters to you, is your Mac going to continue to be uh, supported by Apple, because when you do a big transition like this, there there's generally a level of support for only a certain amount of time. And a thing back to the ecosystem I was talking about, that's the other great thing about Mac, is that these guys do support these devices for quite a while. In fact, the iPhone and the iPad, their updates are almost on point with each other to where you're not going to look at your phone and then look at your iPad and see different configurations of the IO, which is incredible. And it goes the same for your Mac, your MacBook or Mac. And that's another thing that I truly do like, or maybe it's just that I'm starting to appreciate more now as opposed to what I appreciated in the past, because that is the one thing with the PC in my mind is like, it's whether it's a laptop or desktop, that's the only time that you're going to use it is is in that world. Yes, you can transfer stuff, but the ability to integrate stuff, these digital technologies such as a watch, a phone, and it doesn't have to be Mac, but it just so happens to be Mac in this case. Um, but the ability to have control and essentially seamlessly have the ability to move and transfer things from device to device to device enhances the capabilities of a laptop, in my opinion, enhances the capabilities of what your desktop computer can or cannot do. Because I've thought about this a lot lately, and it's like my desktop I use predominantly for video editing, and then I edit the podcast on there. But that's it. There's no connection to it other than that. I haven't been playing games, um, and I don't know that I'm going to in the near future because I've got the new Xbox Series X. So... I will be, again, looking at IMAX, but that question for the M1 silicone is the Intel-based MacBooks and IMAX and all of those, is it going to be supported for the next year, two years, three years, five years? That's the big question that is yet to be answered. Uh, they did do a great job, again, talking through it, so make sure and check out the November 10th uh, Apple event that is available on YouTube and on Apple now, I'm not trying to sell you an Apple, just to be completely clear. I was not a huge fan of Apple, and I'm still, there's some quirky things that I don't like about Apple, like on my MacBook, and I've talked to several people about this with uh, Google Chrome. It kind of jumps off the screen. 
And I don't know if that's just Mac kind of poking them or what the issue is with that. And there, there's several other things that I don't necessarily think is better than uh, PC by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that there is a place for them. Now, the one thing that I can guarantee I'll call myself out on, if you were considering calling me out on it, is the price, right? So predominantly in the computer world, as opposed to PC or, or laptop, predominantly in that world, Apple is more expensive. However, I can attest to this. I think Dustin can to some degree, but I know a lot of people can, uh, mostly because I've watched a shitload of videos on this over the last few years. I watched and read a tremendous amount of information before I bought my MacBook Pro. I did the same before even considering the iPad Pro. And then, of course, the same for the phone and, and many, many things before. And the one thing that circles back just relentlessly is the reliability, ease of use, and it just keeps going. And they do a really good job. Are they the fastest in the world? No. But you also don't have to tinker and toy with them like you do with a PC, in my opinion. Um, and then you get that ecosystem. So if those things matter to you, or even if they don't, maybe, maybe, and hopefully, maybe I'm, I'm enlightening you to some degree, because I wish I would have known about, to be honest, as far as productivity goes with some of the things I discussed, I wish I would have known about this years ago. Not that it wasn't available to me, it just didn't show interest, because I was predominantly a PC guy. Not to say that, I, again, that I'm going to switch, because I'm not sure what I'm going to do, whether I'm going to upgrade my PC or if I'm going to go the iMac route, or if I'm just going to wait until Apple talks about the whatever they're going to do with the iMac, because they have yet to announce that as well. So I think that wraps up this episode. Guys, I know I, I uh, took a little bit of a turn. I am so stoked for the Xbox Series X, super, super excited for cyberpunk 2077 and some of the other games as mentioned earlier that are coming out here hopefully in the near future again a couple of questions for you guys what games are you guys looking forward to with the xbox series x s or maybe you're a playstation 5 guy or gal um what what are those two games or one game that you're really looking forward to because of the system drop a comment down below i'd be interested to hear what that is and then is it digital or is it disc which one is it that's the other question and dustin please chime in there i would i, I know where you're going to land as far as the disc versus digital I'm trying to prove a case here trying to trying to put that <laughs> put that emphasis on uh your bandwidth at your house i'm trying to help you um and then of course discussing the apple stuff uh i i would say if you're on the fence or you think it's bullshit or maybe you don't and you want to look into this more take some time and look into this because it has been as far as technology goes i finally am starting to feel like everything's kind of sinking together as opposed to like i said earlier to where these are standalone units um, if this interests you and it goes the same and you're not limited to, and this is the other cool part. I just mentioned a couple of things in that ecosystem, but don't forget all of your applications that also work like audible. If you're listening to an audio book on here, on your 
a phone or on your watch, you can also, it's already at the spot on your, on your iPad. Um, and it goes the same for podcasts and a, and a lot of other things, which is really a cool and simple, simple way to manage those things that you truly enjoy and love to do um, instead of having to jump through all these crazy hurdles. And that to me is important. So with that note, guys, thank you for tuning into the Monday Madness Show. I'm your host, Anthony. As always, Dustin and I appreciate everyone that has taken the time and listened to the Culture Jack podcast. We try to bring this to you every single week. We are uh, trying to grow the uh, conversation and, of course, uh, diversify our topics and discussions. Don't forget, make sure and uh, be prepared for the Friday show. Dustin's going to have another great episode for you there. And that's it. Take a moment, hit subscribe. We appreciate it. And of course, while you're in your favorite platform there listening to the Culture Jack podcast, if you can please drop a rating there. Generally, it's at the header or the top of the uh, whatever the podcast platform you're listening to. It means a lot to us as we are uh, trying to get better at this podcasting thing. But we're also trying to grow the community and it takes the community to grow the community. And again, we appreciate everyone that is uh, getting involved on our Facebook page and at your favorite podcast platform. I hope you guys had an incredible weekend. I didn't start with that. I just uh, just came to mind. I hope you guys did have an incredible weekend. I was super busy catching up on stuff um, and loading Call of Duty and spending time with the kids and, and just doing all kinds of different things things but i hope you guys did have a great one and i hope you're geared up for another incredible week we are heading into thanksgiving that's coming soon so hopefully we'll come up with uh, some good topics to fill your time between now and then that's it that's all i got guys thank you guys for tuning in as always we'll see you on the next monday madness episode